0: Three, two, one. Gentlemen, start your engine.
1: Not at the track, the Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. Nashville well this is the first banquet that I've been able to attend in Nashville and uh yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, it's a lot closer to home for us than going out to Vegas and uh the burnouts on Broadway was spectacular last night. There were a ton of people around, so um I can't really think of a better place to celebrate the uh the NASCAR season than here in Nashville. And they made the announcement earlier
3: this week that the fairground agreement is close to being a done deal, so possibly two races at different tracks in Nashville. Um from a racing perspective, I mean, this is such a great racing area. How exciting is it
2: to be able to come here and race different kinds of tracks? Yeah, that's that's really great news for us, to be able to add another short track to the schedule, a new short track to the schedule, um, in a great, you know, great atmosphere, great venue for us to go to. Uh, we saw how successful the Nashville Super Speedway was, and uh, I fully believe that the Nashville Fairgrounds racetrack is going to be um, even more so. yeah we have um with adam stevens this year in 2021 i i think we didn't use very many in the times that we did we executed well but uh going back to jason Ratcliffe, we had a a couple big screw-ups with code words what, what,
0: it, what is the screw-ups you guys had with code words
2: so the biggest one that we ever had was at michigan for an xfinity race and so the code words you have like a definition right and you're you have those definitions are super important and one of them was i don't know his his on the pit box his code word said pit and my inside the race car it said pit under green and so we were under yellow and he told me the code word and it said pit under green and i'm like man i know that's not right but i so i stayed out and he he got mad at me because i was supposed to pit but mine said pit under green so um that was a lesson learned for sure when have they worked up you guys? uh Probably the biggest thing is whenever you're trying to, trying to, you know, you're racing hard for a position and you don't want the guys around you to know your strategy, that's whenever you would use code words. Two tires,
0: four tires, or two tires, four
2: tires, pit, not pit, stuff like that. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, 15 minutes, and I know that we're not allowed to, I don't think we're allowed to do really anything, right? Like, we're not allowed to jack the car. I don't know all the rules. But talking to Adam Stevens, it's basically going to be a, uh, I mean, just another race run. Like, you know, it'll give us an idea of what pit stop adjustment to do before we qualify because that's essentially all we're going to be allowed to do. And um, so it might give the drivers a little bit, well, it will give the drivers a little bit of time to get up to speed because you'll be able to go out there and at least make one run and, and get your your eyesighting and stuff like that, your marks figured out before qualifying. But as far as working on the car, it's it's you know not true practice like that. Yeah, I mean I think everybody involved knows that there's uh, a long way to go before we go racing with it. But I know NASCAR is working really hard um, to to go in the right direction.
4: What did you learn about yourself as a driver this year?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a tough question. Um, you know, just trying to just trying to improve every week, right? That's the biggest thing. And you know, so we started out the year really strong um, with winning right off the bat, and then having a couple of good showings at mile and a halves and short tracks at Vegas and Phoenix. And then, you know, we we kind of slowed down a little bit through the middle part of the season. So uh, just got to be more consistent, and and you know, hopefully we can get to where we're consistently in the top ten, top five, and, and can run a little bit better. it's uh,
1: not going to be long now until the Chili Bowl in January. Uh, what plan do you have set for that, and do you have any other, uh, do you have any other on their schedule for the
2: golf season? Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely doing the Tulsa shootout. Uh, I own my own micros, so it's, it's a lot of fun to go to the Tulsa shootout. Um, as far as Chili Bowl, it's all still up in the air. All the details aren't lined out yet. So, um, But, yeah, really looking forward to the Tulsa shootout for sure. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I just haven't ironed out the details yet. Yeah, yeah.
5: You, um, what do you have to do in terms of, obviously every year a driver wants to get better but how do you look at things you want to get better at for the season going into the next season when it's a completely different car? it,
6: are there still things you can say, hey, I want to get better at, or is it like, I don't know?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think looking, especially at the, the on-track piece is going to be tough because it, it's just a complete new chapter of, of NASCAR, and you have no idea what organizations, what teams are going to hit it. Um, but as far as you know, extracurricular stuff like restarts and, and pit road, and you know, we have data on everything: green flag entry, green flag exit, stuff like that. So uh, you know, I, I we know where all of our all of us drivers know where our weaknesses are. So um, try and perform well where where you can, and, and get better at those areas that. Um, are statistically measured, and then the on-track performance, you know, is really a a team effort between the organizations, the OEMs, and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, just try and control all that you can control, and work on the stuff that you can get better at, and, and hopefully the rest falls into place. Yeah, definitely. And TRD's been really, you know, they're they're really number driven, especially their their new driver development program that they got going on. So, um, yeah, it's something that I've been measured for pretty much since I got into the, you know, the, I guess the TRD driver development program. So, um, nothing new to me, but now I'm getting compared against the, you know, the best drivers in the industry. What is it like to the, the yeah, it's it's cool because, you know, you you get to feel the on-track product, right? Like, okay, well, I feel like I got my green flag entries really good that time, or at least I feel like I got one good one. And then you can see it on paper and say, okay, yeah, well, that was fifth click, not 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 quickest or stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's, it's cool to be able to see what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And, you know, like, green flag or getting off pit road and getting up to speed for some reason is is really good for me. And, and I wasn't aware of that until I saw it on paper, but getting – you know, to the the pit road mark is something that I need to work on. So, um, yeah, just trying to get better at everything.
4: With the organization that you race for, is it a given when a new year starts, Christopher, that championship is everything that it's about?
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, driving for Joe Gibbs Racing, it's, uh, they have four teams, which are equal caliber, and all four teams are expected to be championship caliber at, at some point. So, you know, you look back at, I think it was maybe 2015, 2016, whenever they had Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, Denny, and Kyle. And all four of them had the opportunity to go to the Final Four. Uh, so, you know, that, that's ultimately where we need to get back to. And, and you know, this 20 car needs to be a championship contending car. And it, it, it hasn't been for a while. And, you know, that's the, the end goal.
3: When you look at Kyle Larson and his background and you look at your background, and his teammates are like, well, you know, this is—I've I've been more wanting to win a championship this year than ever. Uh, like William Byron, you have the same sort of background in racing, so you can see that probably, you know, your future maybe is more like his.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's—it's, it's, uh, you know, I think that I have every capability of of getting there. You know, just got to work on, you know, getting the communication right between me and my team, and, and hopefully we can one day.
3: What do you think that? needs to be done with the team the car you know you've got a real opportunity here with the next gen
2: yeah it's man it's such a toss-up and nobody knows how it's going to go right between all the the Chevrolets the Ford the Toyotas who's going to be good who's going to be be bad and you know it goes in waves right so we look at 2019 I believe Gibbs won 20 out of the 36 races and pretty much dominated the year and then you know last year I think Denny won a lot, but the rest of the guys didn't really win a lot. So it just kind of goes in cycles. And Chevrolet and and was up last year and did really well, won a lot of races. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year.
3: What they say about Kyle is that he's not into the mechanics of the car, but he's really good at the surface of the track, engaging, you know, and telling his crew chief about things that are happening because he's so used to racing on a changing surface, right? Would you say you're more like that too?
2: Uh. Yeah, I mean, I think that I have this, the the same skill set as as him, right? We both grew up doing the same thing, so we developed the same skills and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I would say that, you know, I'm, I'm along that path for sure.
3: So it's a matter of translating that to your crew chief in the car for the next-gen car.
2: Yeah, I mean, just Adam and I have not been able to to get fully on the same page yet, and, and hopefully we can here soon.
6: Mm-hmm. So a question for you here, Christopher. Uh, knowing that you wanted the Daytona Road Course this year, and... Pretty much all season long, barely any finishes outside the top 15, knowing we had no practice in qualifying, what is the prep work that goes into something like
0: that, considering now that's going to be reversed and 2022 is going to see practice in qualifying?
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's good for me, right? I'm a young driver, and basically since I got in the sport, we didn't have practice in qualifying, but you know, you got to be careful with that because the 15-minute the hot lap sessions that we're going to get is, is not really practice because we're not going to be able to work on the cars at all, so... Yeah, so it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be a toss-up, but a lot of it, the same tendencies from last year in 2020 are going to re- apply.
6: Okay, and then seeing as you come from a dirt background with runs in the Chili Bowl winning in 17, 18, and 19, are we going to see you in the 2022 Chili Bowl?
2: Yeah, I believe so. I just have to get the, all the details ironed out.
6: And then following up on that, did any of that experience help you with Bristol Dirt last season? Or is there any advice that you'd give to somebody coming from dirt background that may want to get into NASCAR, knowing we're starting to go back to the roots of dirt a little
2: bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I think having dirt background definitely helped at Bristol Dirt. Uh, but ultimately, I think, you know, running the truck races at Eldora, um, I never did the ARCA races on the mile. But having stock car experience on dirt probably helped more than, you know, more than the Chili Bulls. Thanks. Hi. Hi.
7: I wanted to ask you about Chili Bulls. too. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know the stats on this, but there's probably going to be the most tough guys that there's ever been in. I mean, the way that you know Chase Elliott's in it now, and, you know, you, you keep the, the younger guys who were doing it for a while, like yourself, Briscoe, and, you know, they've moved up, Bowman's running it. Um, what do you attribute that to? Like, is it, is it people are paying attention to, like, what you and Larson and your know, their, their backgrounds like, we should do this, or is it just – growing like how why is, why are so many more people
2: into this? yeah i mean i think a lot of it is just guys getting i don't know if you call it more freedom to race but you look at bowman bowman has a open wheel background um he's been a part of the chili Bowl for a long time and and now he's driving uh briscoe you know like you said he he moved up so he was another dirt racer that got there um chase elliott is probably one guy that stems from larson's success like seeing that you know kyle's done really well from the dirt background and now he's trying to dip his feet into it uh yeah so i, I mean you look at the the cup community and there's a lot of guys that that grew up doing that style of racing that uh is, is now able to to do it more or or, or get back to it or whatever
7: Yeah. It's like almost a race to see who can pay the most. The chili Bowl still pays $10,000. Are drivers, like, starting to look at that, like, all right, what's, what's the deal here? Do you not care? Like, I mean, you don't – we can talk later if you want, but I don't know if that's something that you care to comment on.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, and uh, you look at what is going on, and, you know, they – they pay the same each year and all the drivers still come, so it's like, how how do you change that, right?
7: Gotcha, gotcha. We'll talk another <laughs> right, time. Thank
6: guys. you. Christopher, we're in the midst of a uh, major overall, both the schedule and the cars, so five or ten years down the road, what do you see as the outlook of NASCAR's future?
2: Uh, I think it's in great shape. I mean, you look at all the momentum that we've got for the last couple years. Uh, last year in the pandemic was really amazing. Being able to be the first sport coming back, um, we really changed the the name of the game. How we were able to go racing without practice and qualifying, and saved a bunch of money there. So um, I think NASCAR is headed in the right direction, and I, I think you know 2022 is is going to see a bunch of new teams coming in with GMS getting uh, a new Cup team. I mean, you look at Trackhouse Racing coming in last year and now getting a second charter. So uh, I think it's looking really good. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are
1: you? I'm I'm getting there slow, but I don't know where to go. Three people at a time. Yeah. Um, Can you talk about your season? Just The high has got to be the win at Daytona. Winning that early, did you expect maybe to to
0: win more than (coughs) that when you came out of the box that quickly? Or or how did you look at it?
2: Yeah, I mean... I expected to win in 2021, and then whenever we did come out of the box and were able to win so early, I I expected to win several more races, and it it just never came. So uh, going into 2022, we're focused on trying to be a little bit more consistent, uh, try and be up front more often, um, and compete for more wins.
0: You had other chances to win. You were a runner up
1: at Road America. I mean, did you, what race did you look back and go like, things had gone just a little bit differently.
0: I'd put another W up.
2: Yeah. I mean, Road America, we ran well, but I don't think that we really contended for a win there. Um, you know, we, we fought from, from behind all day, but you look at Loudon was definitely one, um, that I was, you know, clearly the fastest car at the end of the race and, and you know, didn't get there and, and ran out of time with the darkness coming, but uh, I look at, you know, events back in Loudon um, that I could have gotten more track position earlier and, and could have won, uh, so Loudon was one, Watkins Glen was another one, uh, yeah, and, and, and Bristol Dirt for sure, so there were a handful of them that I, I could have won and could have capitalized on, and, and we got to make sure that we take that opportunity next year.
1: How do you feel about the playoffs? You got in there for the first time, finished 12th, so you weren't the bottom, but you weren't the top either, so how did you
0: look at your first experience?
2: Yeah, it was good, and you know, it was just full of ups and downs, and trying to capitalize on on opportunities. You look at round one, <clears throat> where did we start? Darlington, right? A lot of guys had issues, and I was running up in the top five, and, and we had, I think, a, a loose wheel or something that knocked us out, and we lost an opportunity on, at a lot of points right there, right off the bat, when other guys had issues, so... Uh, ultimately, it just comes down to to having a better season, and you know the the same tendencies from the regular season translated to the playoffs, and ultimately what got us knocked out. So, um, just got to be uh, better, accumulate more bonus points throughout the regular season, and and work on that consistency.
1: Kind of an off the wall question. We're going into the holidays. What did Christmas look like in the as, as a young kid for Christopher Bell?
2: Yeah, Christmas um, was always an enjoyable time. Um, it, it's one of my favorite favorite holidays and, and, you know, just getting to be around family is really good.
0: So, I, when you talk about Martin Turex Jr.,
1: Joy Logano, they, they had, you know, it turns out their favorite gift, they got a motorized gift, they got the go-kart and that kind of lit the fire for everything. Did you ever get anything like that or what was the first thing you got like that at Christmas that may have led to whatever you're at, you know, right here?
2: Yeah, I don't think it was ever a, a Christmas present, but my favorite Christmas present was a dirt bike, so uh, staying in the motorized family.
1: So. Did you, like, jump out on that immediately and just, like, wear, wear it out? Martin Truex Jr. said he went out in the snow with his go-kart and just started, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I had you know, a similar deal. Just as soon as I got that thing, man, Christmas Day, we were outside riding no matter how cold or snowy it was.
1: So how do you look at the upcoming season, Joey Logano? So this is completely wide open for everybody right now. It's whoever finds a way to get to it first or figure it out first. How do you feel about
2: that? It's going to be interesting. You know, we don't know. We don't have any idea between Ford, Chevrolet, Toyota, who's going to hit the ground running and who's going to be strong. So uh, I have all the faith in the world that Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota Racing Development are going to uh, be strong. And and yeah, I'm excited to to get going.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great off season. Hello. Hi. Following up. What so far? What what have you enjoyed the most about the next gen? And
0: uh, uh, you can gently criticize what you didn't like about the car. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean it's first off the car looks amazing. You know, it, it, it's a beautiful car. The the single lug, the the bigger wheels, it, it's all positive and and you know the things look really good. So I think they got a lot of positives. Uh, they just got to work on the competition side of getting them to drive a little bit better. And uh, and yeah, so you know NASCAR is well aware of that and and they're working really hard to make sure that we have a great product whenever we get to the track. At, at Charlotte, they did a pit crew. Uh, yep. Uh, I, I honestly haven't heard. and I, I Yeah, so it, it'll be interesting, to say the least, with the single lug. Um, get, I would think that it's going to speed pit stops up quite a bit.
1: I just got an email from Randy. He retired. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah I heard that. I heard yeah. that.
7: It's sad. He was
2: He's been a around a while, huh? A long time.
7: Yeah. A well, while I had hair. No. <laughs> well, good luck.
2: Thank you.
4: I don't have Jess's know
7: I don't know.
0: How
5: Good. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you.
0: Congratulations.
5: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. I was
1: screaming on my couch.
5: I'm not going I love it. Yeah, so champion Yeah, man, it's special. Uh, it's special to come into a week with this kind of environment Had um, the fans, the industry, really just your peers, right, rally around, you know, our champions of, of all, not all three, you know, top series, but even the, the local division series, and that's that's cool, right? Everybody puts so much into it, so to come here and enjoy it with you know your peers—that's all you can ask for. And um, yeah, being champion—that's that's special, something that, that. Yeah, I'll tell you, it was it was a very, it was a very calm moment to be honest with you, right? I just knew I had to be within striking distance of him, and and uh, he gave me a couple feet there, getting into three, and that's all I needed to at least try to make a surge uh, to his left for quarter panel, so. Um, don't really the magnitude of that move obviously days following is really amplify like how big of a deal that was. Um, but in the in the middle of it, you're just you're just doing whatever you gotta do to try to get to the line first and yeah, it's pretty pretty special to go back and watch some of that stuff. You
3: dream about your first win, you dream about your championship your whole career. Now that it's happened, is it anything like what
0: you
5: dreamed? Um I don't know yet. I think it's still to be seen, right? I mean, we're still celebrating, we're still we're still enjoying the perks of uh, you know and, and the obligations of of being in this chair right being in the champion's chair and and that's a, that's a special thing um and i think you know you're still right in the middle of your career and 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 for me trying to trying to rebuild my career right so um that grind and that drive is still there so it's it's yes enjoying this um enjoying it with with the people who Made it possible for me, but also trying to figure out how to how to keep it going. Right, you know, preparing for next season, preparing for for the next the next uh, hurdles. But for sure, um, you know, like I said, dreaming about moments like this and celebrating with the people you love and and uh, people who supported you along the way. We've we've had them all here with us in Nashville, celebrating, and that's all you can ask for.
3: You Talk about rebuilding your career. I mean, you made it to the Cup Series, it didn't work out, came back to the Xfinity. What has this been like? And I mean, obviously, you have to feel like you made the right decision to. Take a step back and now you're a
5: you never know when you're making those decisions, right? And um, you know, when I was when I was not cup racing, and I found out I was not gonna be cup racing. It definitely wasn't a decision that I that I made. It was just circumstances, and and that's that's how the cards fell. So then you just try to make the most of that, and and that was you know rebuilding there. You know, a part time season with JRM, and then obviously knowing that um, you know I had to have a had to have a moment or a year or something happened in order to revitalize my career and um being at jgr and having the option to go there and run full-time was was what appeared to be the best the best um, option for myself and, and my family and, and our supporters and that's what we did obviously now you're looking back like hey great for us making that decision but you never know how it's going to turn out right i mean five feet the other direction and i'm on to lose and then who knows what happens so um just definitely i guess the word perspective comes to mind right you think of the perspective you get from having to go through that rebuild process to be sitting here today that's um yeah that perspective is is everything to me and just trying to uh not lose sight of that
6: daniel we're in the midst of a uh, major overhaul to both the schedule and the car uh, well not so much the car in your case but uh so five or ten years down the road what do you see as the outlook of nascar's future
5: <laughs> i'm better off asking you that question right i mean you know, the way I see it is, it's our livelihood. This is how we put food on our, our table for our families. And, um, no matter what the car is, or the series you're in, or, or what, you, you show up and for the betterment of the sport that we all love, try to pull the rope the same direction, whether it's developing new cars or, or tapping into new venues or, or, or new fan base or whatever it is. You know, I just try to pull that rope in direction and what's going to help, you know, the sport that we love. So, um, I don't know where that's going to be, but the grand scheme of things, I'm going to do everything I can on my part to, to help it move forward.
0: What do you think about
5: the fairgrounds? Oh, man, that's very, very special. Very, very special. I've, um, you know, very fortunate to run a few Super late model races at the fairgrounds to win a, a couple of big shows over there, um, you know, coming up through the ranks. And um, literally to this day, everybody says, what's your favorite racetrack you've ever raced on any series? And the national fairgrounds is always the answer. Uh, you got to have the hands unwound, um, you know, try to cross it straight, but you got to be able to leave low and hard. And it's, uh, you know, that exact thing there, right, the character of that place is what's very special and it's always been special for Nashville. And I um, always love going there look forward to seeing what it turns into.
0: And so now having a proverbial
6: monkey off your back with getting your first win this year and on top of that, the championship, we saw your emotions right after all that happened. Yep. But after you had time to sit and process it, what did it feel like?
5: Yeah, it's a uh, – I don't know, man. I, I try not to. I've never really tried to get caught up in, in letting myself do too much of that, right? I think that's a it's an easy way to it's easy way to lose perspective, and I've tried to make sure I did not do that through this process. Um, but you can't help but your family and your friends, the people that have been a part of this, you know, journey of trials and whatnot, with you um, to hear their stories and to hear them reflect on even the ones that weren't with us there at Phoenix you know talk about where they were at that night watching the race you know as the race was winding down right because they're not speaking from a a one-time race fan you know perspective they're speaking from seeing you at your lowest of lows and and trying to get back to your highest of highs and so their emotions when they're telling you these stories that's what allowed me to appreciate this even more and um i definitely do that
6: and then the transition from jgr to college for 2022 Knowing that you've won the championship, you're going to virtually be bringing that knowledge, that experience over to College instead of Gibbs. What are your expectations with College in 2021?
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, statistically speaking, um, you know, AJ obviously had a, a ton of success in their cars and had a chance. You know, he was one of our guys we were battling for a championship right all year and throughout the year. And um, but I, I think if if Matt Colley and Chris Rice sitting here, they would say that you know, as as a company trying to figure out what it is to get you know all their cars competing at that level um i hope i can come there and 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 add something to that um you know i've had a chance to play a little golf with aj recently and kind of get to you know build that relationship and he's a an extremely high competitive person i'm looking forward to him and i feeding off each other on that regard and um yeah i mean but you know just got to show up and work there's nothing just just because you had success or i had success with jgr this year or or AJ had success a colleague last year it doesn't mean that either one of us are going to have success right we got to show up put the work in and and um that's what's expected of us and and all of us a colleague and yeah I'm looking forward to just continuing that grind right it's good to keep the grind alive and thanks for that <laughs> yeah they've they've been really um respectful of, of obviously all of this and, and trying to trying to navigate that right because it is interesting because you're you know trying to celebrate with a totally different team and the group of guys that gave you this chance and you're also trying to you know keep your keep your feet moving forward on what is next and but they've been respectful of that and the time um but I've had a chance to spend some days up there and um, sit in some cars and just get a grand scheme of of um kind of their approach of things and um, you know, so a lot of that still to be done, you know, before Daytona, but, um, got a pretty decent lay to land. And in, in all honesty, you know, a lot of the guys that colleague and, or really men and women at colleague, you know, they've, I worked with some of them in the past, all the way back to my days in NTS, um, in 2015, the truck series, um, as well as, you know, them getting their cars went out from RCR. Obviously, it was up there for a long time. So, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, like when you, when I went to JGR, for the most part, man, it's a complete change of, scenery culture and whatnot and um you know going to college it's, it's you know familiar faces and and um kind of tools and things you know it's not completely relearning um obviously retraining myself but not completely relearning which has been fun you know obviously you know they have their charters established um I, from what I understand is going to run some races i think is the way they have it so Yeah, so I I don't know um, if I'm going to be in that role. I haven't been told yay or nay, but um, I am going to be in one of the tests here coming up. So I'm thankful for that just to see what all the buzz is about, right, just to feel that. You hate to, you know, whatever that FOMO, is that the right word? (laughs) I'm sitting there watching everybody drive this new thing, and it's like a new shiny toy that I haven't been able to touch or get in. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, if all goes well, maybe. But if that call comes, I'm ready for it. Yes, yeah, Yeah. I can't remember, where, you know, it gets moved around, but yeah, I think now it's Charlotte, but yes. I think just one, I think just one, but don't, heck, I don't know. I think it's one, so we'll see, it's, obviously we're all, as a, you know, as a sport, right, we're trying to figure out what the best direction is with that, with a new car, and so I'm looking forward to being a part of that process, um, so whether it's one day or two days, we'll see for me, I don't know.
1: Oh, it's was terrible, so, yeah. So, I mean, compared to what you were going through then being a national champion, yep. what is it like now being back here and
6: being the complete opposite end of
5: the perspective? Definitely the complete opposite end, right? I, you know, talk about perspective again. Um, sitting in that spot, yeah, you're getting rookie of the year of highest level of our sport. Um, but have, have no real ride lined up felt so like I said in all my post-race stuff, felt so like your, your life's unraveling, and heck, of the time my wife was pregnant, we got a baby on the way, we don't know how we're going to feed, you know, it's, you know, all these things, right, all those emotions, and I remember that week um, as her and I walked around town, I ended up going and buying a, a sports coat at a local store here, and spent a little money on it, and thought, you know, this is, you know, I'm going to wear this with pride, went to that old red deal, got presented that trophy, and made sure I wore that same jacket yesterday to take uh, championship photos in, so... It's pretty cool little full-circle moment, I guess, is the way they answer that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. one of the reasons you Like, hey, I
6: can see a for me to get
0: back to CUP series? I mean, yeah. JGR, it seems like...
5: No, guaranteed, job. guaranteed. You know, and, and I'll just be 100% honest. You know, I, I signed my deal at JGR, and I think, you know, I know for a fact, Coach and everybody at JGR back me up when I say this. You know, the day I signed it, ultimately it had an expiration date from a sponsorship side for me, from a... From a career for me, it was, hey, this is gonna work or it's not. Um, so to get the phone call from Matt and Chris um, to have an opportunity to come and drive for them and 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 you know just know they, what they want to build and know what they have the possibility to build, right? They have a vision. Um, obviously, you can have that vision, and but you got to buy into it. And after a couple conversations and meeting with them and whatnot, I I was able to kind of see the direction they wanted to go and um that's no guarantee that's, that's gonna put me in that spot right but it's good to know there is room for growth obviously what Colleague has built in such a sh- I mean, very very short amount of time in our sport I think everybody that's been involved with this sport for so long would agree it's incredible what they've done in such short amount of time and um yeah I just look forward to being part of that growth and I mean obviously selfishly you want to be a part of that and get to that level but um I also know the work that be put in to to get there so um the good thing is Matt Colleague is a Obviously a very powerful individual and, and he he loves loves racing, he loves competing and he really loves winning. Um, so there's gonna have to be a lot of that before that really ever comes up. Where'd you get the sports Oh my god, All Saints was the name of it. Um you know, not not typically my go to clothing, but um ended up finding a jacket I liked and all the championship photos we did in the marquee areas around town was in that jacket. Oh my gosh. That's one for my wife, I think. <laughs>
0: But now we're
5: wearing it now, though. Is it like now it's- That's cool, man. It's it, Absolutely. That's what it is, right? I, I think, you know, everything in life, especially when you go through it a certain way, there's always stories attached to everything. So, um, you know, especially in the world we live in, there's probably, for all of us in our lifetime, right, there's where were you kind of moments. So where was I at the moment where I felt like my life was unraveling? That was in Nashville getting a rookie of the year trophy and decided to buy this jacket. So, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, just, just bring some joy thinking about the path and the journey and how it's been. So far. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. What was it like getting work with him I'm gonna say a coach is the most upstanding individual you'll ever have the chance just being in his presence. Um and to be able to take that step further and, you know, build a you know, share text conversations, phone call conversations, sit down in the meeting one on one with him, those are times you know, of my life I'll never forget, right? Just legitimately feeling his presence of, of how he operates, how he does business, how he how he um carries himself through life, like the stories and the um you know just the amount of knowledge from all aspects that he can share, like it's it's literally it changes your life when you're a part of that, so I'm thankful for that. Thank yeah, appreciate it. appreciate it. Congratulations, yeah man, thank you. Is that it? That, yeah. I think growing um, old check check
8: one two. We good? I don't know if it's on or recording. We're good? All right. So, Kurt Bush, reporting for duty.
4: Thank you, sir. Um, nice to see you, by the way.
8: You too, Always Doug. Yeah.
4: Always a pleasure. How going into this upcoming year is it different for you, or is it different for you heading into a new team, new cars, new everything?
8: Yeah, this is the single biggest off-season change ever. It's like a alt-control-delete. Yeah, you know, just a whole new canvas, whiteboard, everything with – the car, the build, race strategy, uh, tires, transmission, brakes, uh, heating, cooling, everything. It's it's wide open. And so the, the energy and the newness of the new car is what drew me to keep going. And then with Toyota asking a veteran to come in and lead a new car, it, there's so many little puzzle pieces that just came together perfectly to make this happen and monster energy says, "Hey, let's keep going let's keep digging um i'm having fun with it and it'll be neat to build this new team up and then uh, there's gonna be a young kid later on that'll take over the 45 car when i'm done
4: so for people that aren't in your position can we fully understand how radical the departure is for 22
8: oh gosh it it's just where do you start to explain how different things will be from the racing side but then as a as a reporter or as a media person or as a, a friend that I have that's in a marketing company out of Maryland, I said, hey, come to the Charlotte test. Come and check the car out. And he's been in the industry for 15 years, and he looks at it and he goes, I don't really see much difference. So there's still the, the feel of this is a stock car. It's NASCAR's new next-gen car. And you can look at it like there's not a lot of changes, but in the underground, and on the underside, it's a, it's a clean slate. And so we'll see how it all balances out. I mean, we have super speedways still to, to tidy up in testing, the mile and a half. I think the cars are gonna be fantastic on the road courses, uh, short tracks. And then uh, with dirt, we'll see what happens. I think uh freezing is supposed to go do a dirt track test to help uh, balance out cooling and also the windscreen.
9: Oh, do you like the car, the way it drives away? You've been in, what's the, what are the major differences that you can tell from behind the drivers?
8: The, the steering has a crispness to it that's different, and then the sequential gearbox right away is, is a whole different feel. And, and then once we got the car dialed in at the Roval test, it was two seconds quicker. And so I'm going around the track two seconds quicker than normal race pace. That's like qualifying. That's like qualifying every lap. And so that's what makes it fun, intriguing, and then at the same time, the mile-and-a-half stuff is a little slower right now because we're trying to balance out the aero package. So it... There's still so many little things to tweak. It's it's really hard to digest it all.
7: Parker said you're going to need more horsepower to pass, though. He doesn't feel that with the current horsepower that they have, he said that engines will be key, whoever comes up with the best engine, and that you're going to need more horsepower to pass your competitors.
8: I agree. I think the initial concept was to go to a mid-range, like 650 horsepower, and run that everywhere. I would love horsepower at every track, no matter what. Uh, it's just a balance, though, of what we need for the aero. And then uh, from the Charlotte test, Goodyear was saying that the tire was around 200, 210. It wasn't in the 240, 250 temperature range. So that gives us room to go faster and to open it up. But the engine departments are all like, hey, be nice if we just had one package. But that that's not not likely to happen.
6: You, you mentioned the two-second advantage through most of the testing. It's like
8: say the end of a normal cycle have you noticed fall off? Oh yeah. Big fall off. That's that's like the underground secret of these cars drop off with pace and the challenge of when do you pit or when do you stay out on old tires, it's magnified double from what the old car was.
6: So some guy
0: who's really masterful at tire management is, is gonna be the
8: kid. I believe that's gonna be part of the equation, but it it has to unfold. We don't know. I don't know for sure, but I've seen a lot of drop off from all cars. And a lot of it's just because we're digging through the corner so fast and then a little too slow down the straightaway right now.
4: From what you know now, how is it going to impact what we see, the fans, the media, the people watching it from, from the baseline that you've established now?
8: It's hard to tell. It's, again, a wide open slate and just, just have an open feeling towards it to see how it how it performs. And we're have, we're going to have a large variety of tracks early in the year with the L.A. Coliseum, Daytona. Uh, Vegas, and then Fontana is a worn-out asphalt track that we haven't been to in a couple of years. How is tire wear going to come into play at Fontana? If we can get through you know, that f- first five weeks and everything's like thumbs up, then, then we're rolling good.
9: Along with Lee's question about the engine, uh, I was told that when, the, when a car gets behind the lead car, kind of gets into a vacuum, and the the car behind loses power somehow with uh, air going to the engine. Is there a way to fix that, or or what are your thoughts on it?
8: Yeah, I know that that's been discovered. Uh, When you're in testing, we have all these extra air sensors that show airflow, and on um, Denny's car with TRD, it showed that. And so I don't know what the fix is, but the engine department and NASCAR are working on that. I just keep raising my hand up for max horsepower, and to keep the downforce the same everywhere we go. Uh, why I like that is, you know, if we're running at a mile and a half like Charlotte, and I lift off the gas, I know where the arrow is. And then at Darlington, we had low downforce. I rolled into turn three, and I almost hit the wall because there was no drag to slow the car down. I'd like it to be a bit more consistent, but I don't know if that's possible.
0: Is the NASCAR receptive to I mean, everything got but is NASCAR receptive? Or are they be
8: They are. I think it's the manufacturers trying to figure out budgets as well because there's technically three engine packages. There's the open engine, the restricted mile and a half, and then there's the restrictor plate. So we have three packages. I, I would just like to see Max horsepower and Max Downforce. What year did we do that? and then we went to the next year with low downforce and that's those are the numbers that we need to research to see which tracks like which package yeah it was awesome like you just toss it into the corner and you just lock up a tire because of the independent rear and front it's uh, very similar to a rally car or an Indy car
9: let me ask you about the contact patch with the between the tire and the and the pavement it, uh, some, some said with the new tire it's a little different feel for a driver
8: Yes, and it's through the the sidewall in the tire. We have an 18-inch wheel now, so the tire is is lower profile, and so it's less forgiving. So when it goes, it goes a little quicker. There isn't as much room to lean on. Uh, There isn't as much room to lean on, but again, it's so early in testing. Everybody's got to get more comfortable with it. People are going to have to find that line, step over it, have a wreck, and then learn from it.
6: Uh, so there was rumor uh, swirling around from some people that I had talked to in 2022
0: might be your last year. Any truth to it?
8: Uh no. Um, I'm having fun. I signed a couple year deal with 2311, and Toyota asked me as a veteran to help build up this car and, and this team. And to me, you know, everything just feels right. And with Monster committed, Monster Energy's committed, we have other sponsors that we will be announcing soon that are part of the 45 car and. Helping Bubba out, I feel like this is the perfect place for me to be. So you'll be a good mentor. Absolutely, yeah, here to help. What was your experience like some, like, Man, it it exceeded my expectations. Uh, with tire testing, it was iffy if the tires would last 40 laps, and then they came in with a spray and the rosin to help with the surface. I think it ended up being one of the most fun races because people wanted to stay out and protect their track position. Guys came in, put tires on, and they would go drive right back by them. And so my teammate Chastain got second. I think we were sixth. It was a fun race because it was the low downforce package on a new track. Anytime it's that first race, an inaugural race, it was that extra electricity. Like you could feel it at the track, and it makes you drive harder. I felt it at Road America, COTA, all the new tracks we went to. It was that new feeling of, this is fun, and, and who's going to come out on top?
4: They mentioned you mentoring Bubba. Have you spent any time with him, and are there things you can draw on from your career to, to coach him up?
8: Oh, for sure. Uh, we've had, I'd say, four or five different just chit-chat sessions. Uh, it's now time to go and hang out and have some beer and write down goals, uh, expectations, and then strengths and weaknesses. I want him to admit what he's weak at. I'll admit on what I'm weak at. And let's go and work together. I mean, I'm not the oracle or anything, but I I feel like I can help him. And I know I can learn things from him because that's how I think I've stayed relevant for 22 years is continuing to learn and being adaptive to the situations. And so I just want to give my best in all categories, whether it's a crew member, a driver, a manufacturer, driving in the car, making decisions on restarts, going for wins. I just want to make the best decisions I can everywhere. Yeah, I've seen the, the, the rendition and, and the, the excitement around it. I think it's a couple of years away, but absolutely. We see how new venues put a spark in cities as well as our sport. And so it works in, for both sides. It's always good connecting back to the roots and having short track racing implemented. Uh, just seeing the drawings of how the suites are right, right there on top of the track. That'll be cool. I raced uh, the Nashville Fairgrounds in the trucks in like 2000, and I was just kind of like fish out of water. It was an old school, kick my butt type track, and I hope that it does that when we go back there in a couple of years. That- Code words?
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Is it overthinking, or do you like them?
8: Or? Oh, no, it's like baseball signals, you know? you got you
0: got this over here, and you rub your elbow there.
8: I mean, well, shoot, scratch your arm, I think is what Clint Boyer... Yeah, that was bad.
0: <laughs> you know, it happens
8: just so that you can try to protect some of your pitch strategy calls. Yeah,
0: you ever get confused with driver? Do you like, a cheat How does
8: that work for you? you got to stay clear with, like, four or five, and that's it. I mean, you know, see those quarterbacks, and they flip open their little... Uh, Playbook Uh, For us, we just try to keep it clean and simple with with just a few.
9: You mentioned 22 years. As a fiery rookie years ago, did you ever put yourself as the established, more calmer veteran mentor?
8: (laughs) I think I was trying to do that when I first started as a rookie, but it it was backfiring. I still have that that fire and that, that pizzazz to go after it each and every time they drop the green. Um, you know, like the test session the other day at Charlotte, it's like, man, do I want to be the first car on track and just set down a lap time? No, no, I'm going to take my time. And Austin Dillon went out there with that mentality, and he overstepped the boundary of the car. It's a process all the way through, and I've, I've had a lot of fun over the years learning and finding the right spot for me to to be as successful as I can be with the team that I'm with. What
0: are your early impressions of the new
8: Uh, enthusiasm hard workers and with Billy Scott my crew chief that I had at SHR I feel like we have some unfinished business I think that's the the best quote that I can give is unfinished business for me Billy Scott and a group of not rebels but a group of guys that were assembled as all-stars from different teams we were like we like you we like you and everybody wanted to jump on board and be part of this forty five car.
0: You were very instrumental in, in the selection process,
8: were you not? Um, I, I had my influence and at the end of the day it's it's trusting uh, Wheels, our competition director, uh, Wheeler and with Toyota and Denny of course. You know, we're all part of this together as a team and we're all trying to put as many what I would call face cards on the table. And that way when you have that many face cards working on your team, you've got better hands to go try to win races. That It was was awesome. It worked out perfect with one of my favorite tracks, uh, the tire wear that comes into play there. It felt like one of those old school days where we knew the track was getting repaved afterwards, and it should be a veteran that that wins the day today. (laughs) I met uh, the GOAT once, and it was impressive. And it gives you that motivation, and it also gives you that I've got to pull in deep and give from my heart. And he goes, that's why I hired you, kid. He says, I already know how, how you're going to drive. I just need you to keep giving that heart.
0: Hey, can can,
1: go, can you go back to Atlanta for a second? You led 144 laps in that race. It wasn't one of those, hey, I won it. I beat my brother at the finish line. I led a handful of laps. What, what was it like leading all that laps and being, being in the mix all day?
8: I felt it like lap five in the race. I'm like, whoa, this car has grip, and I need to maintain the right... Um, pace through each of the runs and then as the track fills in with rubber you got to make adjustments you can't get complacent on how good the car is and so you have to follow some of the book on freeing the car up even though it's not telling you it's loose yet and then what's funny is i i got on larson after he lost the spring race there to blaney i called him afterwards i go what you do to throw that race away and then now i'm driving at the end of the second race going man i can't throw this away larson's going to call me back and so you, you, you have to find those little things that make big differences to win, and my team gave me a great car to do it that day. Can you
1: talk, can you talk about the playoffs and, yeah, you, know, you finished 11th in points, just in overall the playoffs and how, how you felt the, the season went?
8: I feel like it was a good season. It wasn't a great season. Uh, we had the unexpected news midsummer that Ganassi was selling. Uh, it drew us all in together, though, as a group tighter and stronger on that one car Uh, because the news in the shop was that the 42 guys were going to get blended into track house and everybody on the one car needed to go and look around to find a job and i tried to rally my guys together actually i brought in a two-star general to come in and speak to our group on the one car and try to find that that deep purpose from within to dig through and man we had bad luck at richmond we got a flat left rear while leading and that killed our points, and we just had to kind of chip away at it. And at the end of the day, the stage one points hurt us, and a lot of it was because we didn't get to qualify. So we were kind of stuck 16th on the start of each of the rounds because of getting eliminated early in the playoffs. So the matrix system, I'm so glad it's gone. That was, that was horrible for teams not qualifying. We need to qualify and start up front.
6: Kurt, we're in the midst of a major overhaul, this, both with cars, so five or ten years down the road, what do you see as the
8: outlook of NASCAR's future? Uh, I mean, that's a big question, and it's it's a loaded feel of where, where are we right now, and it's a new car, let's get it to the track still to finish off um, season testing here, you know, post-season, pre testing, and then find out what it needs to make it great for, for all the other categories, because this car races at... mile mile super speedway it races at a coliseum now in la it it races at so many places that we have to find the right balance for everything and then uh, the tv contracts coming up you know uh, making sure that our new age fans can get in and out as far as egress into the tracks and out of the tracks easier i mean I, i hear that's a problem you know fans came out to nashville coda uh, Road America, and then they're stuck in traffic. Now we, we got to get them out of there and get everybody back home safe. So there's a lot of things that we can keep building up on and making our sport better. One more
9: minute. i got a question. It's uh, probably going to get asked again, but you're racing for Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin's racing for another team. How is that dynamic going to work when you're behind him or he's behind you and you all are going for a win at Daytona 500 or somewhere?
8: We had um, a couple of those moments already with uh, – us being eliminated from championship contention during these playoffs but i've done it before i raced with tony stewart as a as a driver co-owner yes he was on the same team Uh, i've raced for my little brother in the xfinity series uh, and we shared the car and so i've been there with drivers and team owners on track at the same time but ultimately he knows that i'm supposed to win for the 45 car and there's that line that we're going to have to to walk together I've seen the the renditions, and I, I hope it happens. It's it's exciting anytime NASCAR goes to a new track, uh, the city. You can feel the vibe and the energy from it, and as a driver, like you get excited. You want to go and get that first win at a new track. So I think it's going to be great.
0: What was your about the, uh,
8: 45 coming back? It was nice to to have Adam Petty's number placed on the car and to talk with Kyle. And to go through that process of why mj michael jordan wanted that number and i'm happy to carry it out there it, it has a lot of value and a lot of heart in the underground and it's neat to have the number back out there
9: hey you, you wanted atlanta now you're going to go back to atlanta it's going to be a completely different track have you monitored what that track is, what they're doing and how that's going to play out
8: we were supposed to test there actually coming into this uh, banquet week and the asphalt is behind schedule uh, so i think we're going to go there at the end of january now and it's going to be cold and it's going to be slick because anytime new asphalt gets poured, it has all that oil resin up top. It's going to be a balance of speed, that slickness, and it's going to be a project. But overall, it's going to be wide open, and we hope that the racing is able to have that three-wide effect and also have the stability on the fresh asphalt. Thank
9: you. Thank you, Kurt. All right.
8: Thanks, guys.